Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And it's your boy, Ranch. And today we got some exciting content for you guys. To start things off, we have an interesting race, drag race between an electric Mustang Cobra Jet and a gas-powered Mustang Cobra Jet. Now, Ford has built and they've you know been very public about their electric Mustangs, obviously. Right. Uh, they also have a lot in development. Ford has built this electric Mustang Cobra Jet kind of as like a testament to what they can do with the Mustang platform and kind of what like Ford is going to do in the future, kind of what they're pursuing. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I, I mean, when they brought out the Mach-E, I thought it was like so, like over and they were going to just, you know, cater to their mainstream crowd and they weren't really going to make performance vehicles anymore. Right. And they were just going to build like big chunky SUVs. And obviously the mach is kind of like similar to that, you know, branding. So I essentially thought that they were just going to stick with SUVs from there on in. Uh, but I'm really happy that, that they kind of innovated uh, and brought out this uh, Cobra Jet because this is something that no company has done yet. Um, they've kind of built a drag, drag style, uh, a fully electric, you know, Mustang, which is crazy. Yeah. And this is not the first time we've seen it too. Like, I think maybe... Early this year, or late last year, we saw them also unveil um, a fully electric Mustang. I believe it was at SEMA. But yeah, we've also, but yeah, we've obviously seen like Ford show an interest in the electric market. Obviously, they want to keep the Mustang brand alive, right? Because it's like a huge chunk of their sales as well, mm-hmm. and also catering to the performance of the Mustang, right? Yeah. Like the the Mustang is kind of like Ford's icon, you know, it's what exactly. Ford's known for, right? Right. So they obviously don't want to get rid of that. They obviously want to invest a lot of money into that. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're showing with this electric Mustang Cobra Jet. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see it. Uh, I mean, I watched the video. This thing's doing wheelies. It's, that's yeah, crazy. It, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. some of the numbers that we have for it, it's it has four electric motors mm-hmm. that combined have an output of 1,400 horsepower wow. and 1,100 pound-feet of torque. That's crazy. That Yeah, that's insane. Like, yeah. even, like, consumer-level cars, supercars, like, sedans, whatever, mm-hmm. they don't even come close to that. Right. Even gas cars, you don't they don't even come close to that. Right? So it shows it shows like the the potential that electric drivetrains have. Yeah, definitely. And it, 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 I mean, let's be honest, everything's going to be electric in like the next 10 to 15 years. So it's really smart for them to actually engage with their crowd and kind of show the people, especially in, you know, the motorsports community that uh they can build electric cars as well it's not only about you know motors and everything uh they can definitely get into electric cars too and still compete recently we saw a video emerge for on the internet yeah i'm sure this is what a lot of people want to see you know people want to see a comparison yeah the comparison between electric and gasoline obviously Mm -hmm. because that's like the huge portion of this whole electric market Right. right yeah is the performance of it and we've seen electric cars like outperform many many gas powered cars when we were, you know, thinking about electric cars back in the day, it was honestly, honestly, the car that we all thought about was a Toyota Prius, right? Um, so essentially, that's why a lot of the car guys, especially uh, when they heard about electric cars, they kind of like rejected it. They didn't really want to be about it because let's be honest, motors are everything for us. And we, once you take that away from a car, it's not really much to us, right? And I think that's what Ford did well. Um, they kind of... They kind of cleared out that misconception that, you know, electric cars can't compete with motors and that they're not going to be fast, right? So I think in general, this this really uh, busts a lot of theories and it really brings the name of the electric cars really up in its reins, 
and I can definitely see a lot more manufacturers that, you know, have combustion drivetrains really kind of switch over and start developing electric drivetrains that can actually outperform. And honestly, it, it kind of, yeah, it, it really shatters the misconception about electric uh, powertrains and how they can compete with motors as of yet. I, I think this is a perfect example of why, you know, a lot more manufacturers should adopt uh, electric powertrains and they would actually, you know, start gaining a lot of um, insight when it comes to motorsports. Yeah, so obviously the electric Cobra Jet has a lot of power. Like, <laughs> there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's no numbers for, like, the gas-powered one. But we do, we do know it's using the V8 Cody engine mm -hmm. with a 3-liter supercharger, which is massive. Yeah. So, like, this thing's probably making probably close to, like, 1500 horsepower or 1400 horsepower yeah as the electric cobra jet right but yeah if you watch the video uh we'll link it in the show notes it's like neck and neck like yeah. like they're very very close very together close, yeah in both of the races that mm -hmm. they do definitely yeah i i feel like it was neck and neck uh mainly because i feel like the weight is probably a bit more for you know the mustang cobra jet of uh, the ev version uh because of the cells and it might actually be heavier than the gas model because of that obviously this is just my theory yeah it, it definitely makes sense though because a lot of the electric cars the batteries are stored at the bottom so yeah. like basically directly under your feet when you're inside the car mm -hmm. right just for like weight distribution and kind of center of gravity and all that right um but yeah definitely that probably plays like a huge part in this for keeping traction for one and also like general control of the car like right. what we see off like off the line it, like Ranjo said it does wheelies right yeah. and it's not like a little wheelie like it's a pretty substantial wheelie yeah which tells me that um it, it it has the power to the wheels but the weight's kind of holding it back yeah exactly um, as soon as they figure out how to kind of manage that and how to make uh the cells lighter and that kind of stuff yeah definitely and honestly it all comes down to like driver reaction because the races are so close that yeah. it's it's literally down, down to like the driver yeah. right it's the driver reaction their time off the line that's like the huge factor in like the time between each car right mm -hmm. and like we're talking like milliseconds yeah right it's not like a huge a huge gap it's like really right. really small gap mm -hmm. and ford claims that the best time for the cobra jet is 8.27 seconds at 168 miles per hour on the quarter that's mile. crazy yeah that's that's, yeah, that's pretty insane yeah that's pretty for insane. an electric car and i think yeah. like ford they're kind of they kind of built this car to kind of demonstrate you know the power that electric cars can have and i think that i think we're going to see like a lot of other manufacturers jump on this train as well like electric cars is kind of like a different class like they've been doing like electric and hybrid races for years now right but i think now that like electric races and electric cars again more mainstream we're gonna see a lot of other manufacturers build race cars drag cars that are fully mm -hmm. electric to compete with you know a car like the electric mustang cobra jet right i can definitely see that happen as well i mean just in the like the last five years we've seen a lot of companies kind of target electric cars like we've seen it with the volkswagen because of their scandal right they've said that they've wanna, they want to they want to be able to push all all of their cars to be electric right and i can definitely see other manufacturers hopping on motorsports especially companies have already started to switch uh, and started their research development so that they can actually still compete with these electric vehicles which goes to show that this is our future right there's no turning back now like we can't change anything and this is literally the direction every car company is going to take because let's be honest it's much more efficient and it's easier because you don't have to go to a gas station to charge your shit right 
But yeah, back to motorsports. Definitely will see a lot more companies uh, jumping in uh, in the performance game. Yeah, definitely. I think motorsports has like a very, very long way to go. Mm-hmm. But I think this is like a really good start for Ford and setting like a baseline for like other manufacturers too. Right, yeah. But on the topic of electric cars, we also have some pretty big news from General Motors and Nikola Corporation. So General Motors, obviously everyone knows who they are. They're pretty big in worldwide, I guess. Yeah. Right? Uh, they have quite a few electric vehicles but they haven't really taken off in terms of you know mainstream mm-hmm. i guess you could say mm-hmm. uh, nicola corporation they're a relatively new company you know they've been building their own electric cars for the past couple of years and it's kind of like another take on electric cars mm-hmm. aside from like tesla obviously but recently or like last week they partnered with gm to build a fully mm-hmm. electric pickup truck all right, so if you're unfamiliar with Nikola, they build or they have like a couple different vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nikola Badger obviously is their pickup truck that they've designed, engineered, built, all that kind of stuff. And basically, they're partnering with GM now to bring it to production. GM has a, an approximate of $2 billion worth of stake in Nikola now, which is close to 11% of their company, which is a lot of money for this company in yeah, general. Yeah, it's a substantial investment yeah. for GM. So essentially, uh, according to this report, this will help both GM and Nikola save on costs. Uh, obviously, Nikola has the research and development already in place, so they kind of have everything put together. GM could essentially benefit from the engineering aspect of this. What Nikola kind of benefits is the manufacturing because let's be honest, GM knows what they're doing when they, when it comes to manufacturing. It kind of shows that they have the experience to build the cars. So really this saves both companies a lot, a lot of money as they work together to kind of bring together, a, you know, more than one vehicle that will help boost sales. Yeah, and also benefits like Nikola in a huge way because mm-hmm. Nikola, they're not a very well-known car company. Yeah. Obviously in the electric market, they're... They mm-hmm. do hold like a little bit of the stakes there, yeah. but to an average to an average consumer, like I don't think they've ever heard of Nikola, no. right? So with GM partnering with them, it kind of boosts their legitimacy, I guess you could say, and credibility, and credibility exactly. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it kind of gives them a stronger name in the automotive market, mm-hmm. and also for GM, like they're also it also allows them to experiment with alternative fuel vehicles, right? Because mm-hmm. they obviously they have their electric vehicles, but they don't have a lot. They we haven't seen them investing a lot of money into electric vehicles and stuff like that so by building the car for nicola it gives them more experience in that market which they can also apply to their own automotive line yeah most definitely and i think gm also has to gain from production of this 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 badger truck as well uh let's be honest there's no actual prototype on the market that suggests that they're going to be building a building a pickup truck that's electric this is essentially the first pickup truck in its industry to announce that they're going to be building yeah like building in production right yeah and that's huge because i think nicola they want the badger to rival the f-150 the mm-hmm. electric f-150 i should say right because like the f-150 it, i think it's been like the best-selling truck for decades now probably right, right? everybody yeah. knows about that and like once they become electrified you know it's it's basically autopilot like they already have the mm-hmm. the fan base they already have the consumers and all that kind of stuff people are going to buy that truck so nicola and gm they obviously see that the badger has potential to kind of be the next big truck in the truck world especially in like a world where we're seeing a lot of cars going fully electric right and it, it, honestly this is probably one of the smartest partnerships out there i mean people have been online you know calling this you know kind of a scam and nicola doesn't actually have much of a product but 
I think it's actually really smart for GM to kind of release something like this because this kind of puts them ahead of the curve, right? Everyone is kind of behind now and they already have a production date. So yeah, 2022 is when they're going to actually start producing these uh, trucks. And obviously that means that in a year or two after that, they'll actually start selling them on the mass production scale. Yeah, so, so we still have a little bit of time to go, but honestly, like there's no other company out there that's announced a production date for a fully electric pickup truck like we've seen from tesla from ford you know they've always announced that they have prototypes all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but there's no date set in stone right right? and that's what gives gm the competitive advantage with this truck definitely and we can definitely see it you know reflecting in a lot of their other models i mean they're going to be producing the hummer ev as well yeah uh, which they've already kind of released a lot of details on it but with this research and development that's come into place, they're definitely going to be using a lot of the information they're getting from Nikola as well to kind of contribute towards their other EVs so that it's more efficient and, you know, they can use a lot more of the technology. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's honestly, it's a win-win for both companies. And I'm excited to see this Badger, honestly. Yeah. Like Nikola, they're, they're kind of under the radar in terms yeah. of like electric vehicles, right. but they do have like really, really nice offerings. And just to run through some of the specs of the Badger, some of the specs are like, insane like it goes zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds mm-hmm. and that's that's a pickup truck yeah 906 horsepowers 980 foot pounds of torque and it has a 600 mile range that's crazy for a pickup truck for a pickup truck yeah like yeah. this like and nicola they're marketing this as like a real pickup truck like something yeah. you could take to a job site something for like construction mm-hmm. workers all that kind of stuff right which is is pretty insane uh obviously people that are gonna initially buy these trucks are gonna are going to be using them for, you know, daily work use, right? They're going to be throwing tools in the back. They're going to be using it to, you know, tow stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think like from these specs, it's very, it's a very practical truck, right? It has a lot of the features that a lot of people, a lot of truck owners Mm -hmm. want in a truck, right? And it also has like, it has a towing capacity of 8,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. And for an electric vehicle, like that's very, very impressive. Very, yeah. Right? Because like we've seen electric trucks in, in the past and like, we know electric vehicles have a lot more power than like any gas engine car yeah. comparable right. can do, right? Yeah. And we're seeing that with this Badger especially because like just by the specs, it's it's crazy. And also like the mi- the range too, 600 miles, like that's over a thousand kilometers, I believe. Yeah. Right. So, close to that. and this is like a hybrid powertrain too. So it's a fuel cell. I think it's hydrogen powered and battery electric. Mm-hmm. So you do, you do have both options there and combined you get the full 600 mile range. Which is something that we haven't really seen in electric vehicles. In general, yeah. In general, yeah. So we're going to move on to our next topic. So just introducing it, uh, obviously, we're kind of into the electric car, car ugh, electric car industry right now. Very popular, and there are a lot of releases happening. So uh, one of the most popular and obviously something that's very anticipated currently is the 2021 Lucid Air. Uh, now, uh, this is kind of a Porsche Taycan uh, rival, very luxurious car. So this car, it's been well known in the community for a while now. Um, Lucid, this was like their first vehicle that they designed as an electric car. You know, they've been around for like just over a decade now, but this is like their first real car that they've kind of put into production. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of big deal for the company itself. But what the the big deal here is that they've just announced a production version of the car. Mm-hmm which includes the price and all the specs. So the specs for a sedan, uh, this is pretty fast. I, it comes with a thousand 
and 80 horsepowers. Yes, you heard that right. This is a dual motor setup, and they're producing over a thousand horsepower. Exactly, which is insane. That's yeah, it's very impressive for mm-hmm. an electric car. Um, and this is also like the highest end model too. Like obviously, right. there's lower end models to it. Yeah. But the highest end model is always the best model. Yeah. To be honest. So they they call this the Dream Edition. Very cool name actually. So uh, this Dream Edition uh, can can get up to 168 miles per hour and can reach 60 miles per hour in 2.5 seconds. Very quick. Yeah, that's that's insane for like yeah. a sedan, like a full size sedan. Yeah. That's very quick. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, it can also hit the quarter mile in 9.9 seconds so you kind of have yourself a 10 second car 10 second car yep (laughs) from the manufacturer which is very impressive i mean we've seen it obviously in the motor side kind of with dodge where they kind of the demon yeah but again this is electric this is fully electric and it looks like a family car family car yeah yeah that's 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 the crazy part like all these specs like you would expect it to be on like a supercar a sports exactly but this is like a full-size sedan that you're getting these kind of numbers from yeah which shows that like lucid they've put a lot of work into this car there's a lot of engineering a lot of like design aspects just to get these numbers out the door definitely the base model obviously the dream is the dream edition is kind of like the higher end model the base model is eighty thousand dollars and it's obviously it's also coming in 2022 and the the highest end model which is the one we just discussed the dream edition it comes in spring 2021 uh that's when it's first arriving and it's listed at one hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars. Yeah. So these are these prices are all U.S. Obviously. Yeah. Um. Just looking at the price range, it kind of it's very comparable to the Porsche Taycan. Yeah. And I think that's the main rival for this car. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Like the looks and like the styling of this car in general, uh, you can definitely see it. it there's very comparable to the Porsche Taycan. Um, obviously, there's a lot of luxurious touches on it. Yeah, so obviously, like, the design is nothing new here. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen the Lucid Air before. Yeah. Um, but just to go over it, like, exterior-wise, I agree with Ranger. It kind of does look like Porsche, especially from the back. Yeah. It looks like the the Taycan and the Panamera. Yeah. Kind of has, like, that um, the hatchback kind of look to it. Yeah. But from the front, I think it looks very sleek and modern. It's very up-to-date in terms of today's design standards. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, it's very, as I said before, it's very modern. I think they've done a good job of kind of keeping it up-to-date. And the styling also continues on the inside. So if mm-hmm. you look just on the interior, like, I really like the the dashboard of this car it has like this really nice curved display mm-hmm. something that we've seen in the new escalade yeah which is very nice it's very clean and it keeps the interior very minimalist which i really like and i and i can also see that it also has like this fully glass roof so kind of like how the tesla is where mm-hmm. the entire roof is just one piece of glass and you you can see like mm-hmm. literally all the way up like there's there's no like roof line nothing like that from right. the interior yeah which i think is something that people kind of expect in an electric car like this mm-hmm. especially at this price point Right, definitely. I think the nicest thing about this car for me are the seats. I kind of like the bolsters of it. It's very, it looks like it's going to be very comfortable to drive. And it's pretty spacious as well. Like there's so much rooms, room for everything, right? The main thing about the cars nowadays, um, they kind of try to squish too, mu- too much inside of it, right? So it really isn't re- big from the inside, which... I think that this car is a little bit more space spacious. Yeah, and that's the beauty of electric cars because mm-hmm. there's no motor. There's nothing in the front of the car. There's nothing in the back. Right. Usually, they keep all the batteries underneath mm-hmm. the car, so yeah. you literally have like the entire length of the car to play with. Right. Which is really nice. And one thing about this car too is that we what we haven't seen in I would say any electric car is that obviously like the back seats are pretty big. You know, they say that it could comfortably seat three adults, 
but there's also an option for an executive rear seating option that brings a reclining function to wow. those seats. That's pretty cool. Which is, I mean, that's a very luxurious feature. That's something that you see in like mm-hmm. cars that are driven by like chauffeurs and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. So it's pretty big for Lucid to include this in this car, and it also adds to like the luxurious aspect of it. And they're also claiming that the frunk, so the front of the car storage, it also has the largest storage capacity of any other electric car in the market. So obviously, the size of the car, I mean, from pictures, it looks pretty big. I would say it's probably comparable to maybe like an S-Class or something in size. But like, it's an electric car. So you literally have storage everywhere on this car. Which is nice, right? Because a lot of people have issues with um, storage in terms of cars, right? We can definitely see this being you know a top choice in terms of storage because people will actually purchase this so that you know they they know that they can fit everything in it yeah exactly and that's why we see a lot of people move into suv just because mm-hmm. of the storage aspect yeah but it's great to see that lucid air they're kind of factoring in all those elements into this car yeah most definitely and i don't know if we talk about the range um the range on the highest end model it's they're predicted to be between 465 miles and 503 miles which mm-hmm. is pretty on par with tesla which I think mm-hmm. is like the biggest competitor here. But this car also has fast charging capability. So mm-hmm. it could go up 300 miles of range in just 20 minutes. Which is crazy. I yeah, mean, the- we're complaining about fast chargers. They got a fast charging car over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like that's, that's very, very good. Like I know yeah. Tesla, they have like their supercharger network and all that kind of stuff. But like 20 minutes for 300 miles, like that's very crazy. That's yeah. very impressive. It's, yeah. it's really good. Like this is way more than like Porsche even offers too, right? Yeah, yeah so, definitely. There's definitely a lot of features in this car and I think it's going to be a huge seller yeah uh, i i feel like the for anyone that can obviously afford it uh this will definitely be their top choice or one of their top choices when it comes to purchasing a new car obviously the world is, is changing a lot and it's nice nice to see that there are manufacturers out there kind of catering to every single demographic out there which go, goes to show that you know it's not only about delivering a car for just a daily use this is obviously built for someone that has a taste for luxury so yeah definitely look forward to this and i definitely want to see more from lucid air all right so now we're going to move on to a very highly anticipated car from nissan so i know all you guys know what we're talking about nissan they in the past week they dropped a teaser for the new 400z and there's a lot to talk about from that video so it's called the z proto concept it kind of speaks for itself it's supposed to be the next generation of the Z platform. Very interesting because let's be honest, the 370Z has been living for a little too long, let's be honest. Yeah, it's, it's very dated. I think that car <laughs> yeah. is over a decade old now. Yeah. And it definitely shows. Yeah, you can definitely see it. I mean, the 350 and the 370, obviously one of our favorite, favorite cars, but let's be honest, very outdated and they aren't doing so hot when it comes to sales either. I can definitely see, the, see why they've brought this out because a lot of people, a lot of enthusiasts itself as well, uh, really want to see the next generation of the Z. And I think the biggest thing, um, obviously this is the first glance of like the article and the, the video, it's a manual. Yeah, so that's huge, especially for Nissan. Like obviously we've seen like a lot of the new sports cars and cars in general, they just don't come in manuals anymore, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what really a lot of car enthusiasts want. They want the manuals. And, you know, we've seen it with the Supra, for example, you know, mm-hmm. when that car was also highly anticipated mm-hmm. and it came out, just over a year later, we still haven't seen a manual in that car, even though mm-hmm. Toyota has said that they're developing one. Right. Right. So hopefully Nissan is able to create the manual right as it launches. So it's available right away. Mm-hmm. But we just don't know that. But it is a manual. It is coming in a six speed. So 
that's like a huge thing about this car. Yeah, I can definitely see uh, a lot of car enthusiasts kind of jumping on to Nissan's bandwagon and going for this car just strictly because it is a manual, right? Oh yeah, definitely. No manufacturer or not a lot anymore that actually still manufacture a sports car with a manual, which again, it's very, very rare. Yeah, I agree. And I think like the car, the car community is going to go crazy when this car comes out yeah. and you're going to see like a lot of them come out and just manual transmissions. Right. But other than that, we've also seen a couple other bits of the video that Nissan posted mm-hmm. that are really interesting, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is, is that they show a very, uh, like a rolling shot of the car, just the wheels. Mm-hmm. And you can see that it also has like a big brake kit on it. Yeah. Right. And this sparked like a lot of theories online. People are saying that it's from like the GTR or it's like an upgraded BBK or whatever. Right. But you know, at the end of the day, that kind of means that it's pushing a lot of power. Yeah, right? definitely. Uh, I mean, if it has a similar brakes to a GTR, it kind of shows that, you know, that's something that they're, they're going to really focus on is performance. Yeah, exactly. Car, right. So unfortunately, like over the past maybe year of Nissan T's in this car, mm-hmm. they haven't really released any information about the actual engine. But by this video, like if it does prove to have an upgraded BBK, obviously it's pushing a lot of power. And people are saying that because of the name as well, 400Z, that's going to be using the same VR engine that's in the Q50 and Q60 Red Sports that are 400 horsepower. Right. And those engines are very, very capable. Like they're only a few, a couple years old, mm-hmm. but it has a lot of support from the aftermarket community. Yeah. And people have been modding those cars to, to make a lot of power. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely seen some online as well that have, I think, made close to like six to 700 horsepower. Right. Yeah. I think which, that's, I think that's like the max as of right now, what right. I've seen. Yeah. Um, which is very impressive for like, you know, a stock internals car. A lot of people might compare this to like the BMWs where they kind of do the similar output, but I can definitely see this. Uh, being a much lighter car with a bigger engine in it. Yeah, and I think that's like the the biggest aspect of this car. Like, obviously, there's a lot of unknowns, but we know the 370Z. It's a very small car. It's a two-seater, uh, relatively lightweight performance car. Yeah. And by adding, just by putting in the VR30 engine, right? Mm-hmm. And if it is the tuned 400 horsepower engine from the Red Sports mm-hmm. of the Infinity lineup, that engine, it's very, very capable, like I said. Like, just the tune, like I've seen people pushing over 500 horsepower. Right, and that much power from the platform of uh, Nissan Z mm-hmm. is going to be crazy, especially in the aftermarket community where we've seen people doing the same things to the new Supra. In terms of the modifying community, this I I feel like this is going to be a very uh, top contender comparison with the Toyota Supra that recently came out, the A90. Essentially, because it is a performance vehicle and it's obviously coming from Nissan with enhanced and ready to go for modifiers to keep you know modifying their cars yeah and we've seen like the the nissan z platform grow in the past couple decades like just from the 240z all the way up to like the 370z even to date people have been modifying those cars Mm -hmm. extensively right like that platform it's huge there's so many people who are building on that platform whether it be stance cars track cars Mm -hmm. drift cars anything like that and you know people really love the platform nissan has done a very good job of building those cars and right. i think this car just because of that that's why it's so highly anticipated and i think a lot of people are going to jump on this platform right i can definitely see the aftermarket community really kind of take over this car and releasing parts like crazy like as again as we saw with the toyota supra the toyota, toyota supra was only released in 2019 
And we've seen like maybe hundreds of companies produce parts for that car. And it's only been out for two years. Like, I swear to God, like, I have not seen any other car, you know, get so much publicity. And I feel like this car could potentially be on that level as well, right? Because uh, now Nissan is kind of hinting that, you know, this might be something that everyone will rate more. Yeah, I agree. I think the the level, I think this car is definitely going to be on like the super level in terms of uh, modifying as well as aftermarket support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen like just last year at SEMA, like the Supra was a huge showstopper for almost every company there yeah. right a lot of people were showing off new parts that they mm -hmm. developed or even developing new parts mm -hmm. for this platform right and we're gonna see the same thing with this car as well yeah i definitely see that happening as well kind of shows that the car community is kind of is asking for these models right i mean the 400z is i mean we haven't really got much more information on it and these are obviously just you know theoreticals of what it could be but if it's exactly what it seems I think this will be a showstopper. Any manufacturer of aftermarket parts will definitely jump on this and they'll they'll be pushing parts out like nothing. Yeah, and I'm actually, I'm very excited because we finally have a release date or kind of like an unveiling date for this car as well. So on September 16th, uh, Nissan, they're going to be doing a digital unveiling of the car. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we'll see everything about the car, like exterior, yeah. uh, specs, engine, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm like super excited for that. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of you guys are as well. Definitely. All right, so that, on that note, we're going to move on to our car of the week. So straight up, our car of the week, it's Miata. And we know a lot of people love the Miatas. I don't know why, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, no offense, but like they're kind of slow, even when you do turbo them. I think I think I'll, this this Miata will change your mind, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this, this Miata, it's like next level. Yeah, so uh, it's an LS-swapped Miata, but that's not it. It's twin-turboed as well. Yeah, so this is it's not a normal Miata. Like, I've seen crazy miata builds i've seen right. like a v12 ferrari engine in miata right <laughs> yeah. so like i've seen it all but like this is like next level like twin turbo ls like on this platform too like like the miata platform is so popular as being a manual rear wheel drive platform that's like super light mm -hmm. right and this car just by looking at the pictures is definitely built for the power yeah i mean it, it comes with drag radials and a parachute with it so it's it's definitely built for a certain use Obviously, this is a drag car, and I can definitely see this thing already hooning, uh, you know, doing wheelies on the drag strip, and this, this thing looks cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I really like about this car. Like, not only is it a cool build, like Turbo LS Miata, like, where do you ever see that? But it's also practical, like, it, it's built for the track. Like, you know, a lot of people, like, do engine swaps and stuff just for, like, show cars. Like, mm -hmm. this car, it looks like it, they actually built the car mm -hmm. for to handle all that power. Yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy, because... I, as we said in the beginning, this thing, you know, it's slow and it, it obviously it's built more as, you know, a fun car to go around corners and stuff. But they've kind of like transformed it into, you know, an, an unstoppable beast. I can definitely see this thing doing wheelies uh, on the track. And whoever's driving this, please be safe. I, I feel like this thing would crash in like a, in a heartbeat, man. This, this thing looks scary. It's definitely a small and light car, but I've seen like just looking through the owner's Instagram. They've definitely put a lot of work into it and especially to make it safe too. Like there's mm -hmm. a full roll cage on it. Like they completely stripped the car down just to build it, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of work has gone into this. It's not just a show car. It's obviously a full performance car and you know, the pictures just don't do it justice. Yeah, definitely not. All right, so moving on to meets slash shows. Uh, so we, we actually haven't been having a lot of car shows and meets happening lately. 
But luckily, uh, because uh, COVID has slowed down a little bit, we've been seeing a lot of pop-up meets and like car shows. Now it's out of nowhere, right? Which is pr pretty cool, but at the same time, it's like, damn, not enough time for us to even, you know, prep our cars and shit. Yeah, so a lot of the like car meets and car shows, they're very last minute. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we can't cover all of them on the podcast just because of that. But we do our best and we do have a couple planned events that are coming mm -hmm. up. So the first one is the Cambridge Mega Meet. 2.0 so mm -hmm. i think we actually went to the first one of this like yeah. this was like a couple years ago it was a long time ago i remember that and it was a huge meet honestly like that was probably like one of the biggest car meets that i've been to i remember we were walking through it and i don't even think we saw the whole thing right no because we didn't it just got dark really fast yeah i, I remember one thing uh, uh, the the lot was literally empty when we first came in yeah and by the end literally there was no space for anyone to park and people were literally just driving around in the car because there was like no parking spots. Yeah, and like like the location where this is happening, it's a big location. Like it's yeah. a huge plaza, right? It's humongous, yeah. And just looking at the flyer, like they have a lot of people that are supporting this me. Like they have a, a lot of brands and car clubs, all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely going to be huge. This is happening on September 19th at mm -hmm. the Smart Center in Kitchener. Mm -hmm. The address is 245 Strasburg Road and it's happening from 6 to 10 p.m. The main host for this is Trinity Auto Meets, and I know the car community in Cambridge, Waterloo, Kitchener, that area, it's massive. Like, there's a lot of car enthusiasts over there, and I know these meets are always huge, so definitely check it out. If you want more information, just check out the Trinity Auto Meets Instagram. Everything's there. All right, moving on. Um, next, uh, The next meet that's happening in the next couple of weeks is the CSCS season finale. So this is kind of a cars and coffee, and obviously, like every other CSCS event, it's kind of like a one-stop shop. So they have like drifting, time attack, drag racing, and obviously the show and shine as well. For anyone that doesn't know, this is happening at TMP Motorsports. So Toronto Motorsports Park uh, at Cayuga. And it's happening on September 20th. If you want to register, you can obviously check out their website, cscs.ca, uh, where they're actually letting you pre-register for free. If you definitely have a show car, definitely go out to this. It's, it's a must show. We don't have many of these going on lately, so you definitely want to make it out. Don't miss this one. Yeah, and this being the season finale for CSCS, I know it's going to be huge. Like, the CSCS is very popular in the car community, mm -hmm. um, especially when it's at TMP, just because of the location. Like, they have everything there, and they take advantage of all the resources they have there, right? So it's right. always a huge event. Um, I'm definitely going to go. I hope to see some of you guys there as well. All right, so next up on the list, we have Eurocracy. Now, I'll be honest, I didn't even know Eurocracy was still happening until a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I thought it was canceled, just like every other big car show out there mm -hmm. but they are doing things a little bit different now for this year's bureaucracy mm -hmm. um first off it's happening september 19th and 20th mm -hmm. so next weekend in montreal obviously and it's very very limited so what i'm looking at through their posts is that it's pre-purchased tickets only so you have to purchase your ticket online and basically you can't just walk in you have to be approved ticket holder or you have to be in like an approved show car just to get into the show so it's very very limited i'm sure a lot of people already have plans to go to this so if you are going it's probably gonna be really really good i'm looking at their instagram and they have a lot of really nice cars going out there yeah most definitely and it's it's obviously a really big show for euro guys um i believe even berlin classic which was another car show that uh, i think we talked about earlier this year got cancelled which kind of is disappointing, but hey, it's COVID, right? So we can't really blame them. But yeah, it's a bureaucracy being, you know, on uh, really gives everyone in the, in the Eurocar community a chance to kind of show and show their their build over the winter. And yeah, this gives them a platform to kind of present their build. Yeah, so obviously it's gonna be a little different this year around, but they're all they always throw a good show and they always have quality cars there. I believe this year it's only 
a show and shine. So mm-hmm. it's only like the car show aspect. I know a lot of people go there for like the burnout competition, the drifting and all that kind of stuff. I believe this time around, it's just a, sh- it's just a car show. Um, mm-hmm. But still, it's going to be a good time. So if you're interested in going, definitely check it out. Um, you can visit their Instagram account or their website for more information. So yeah, that's it for our podcast today. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening to our weekly podcast. Much appreciate for those that do. For anyone that has any ideas, topics, or would like to uh, advertise their business, definitely hit us up on our Instagram or Facebook page at Northside Whips or email us on northsidewhips at gmail.com. If you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about today, definitely check out the show notes. We always have everything linked down below as well as the Carve of the Week. I'm sure you guys will enjoy that. And yeah, thanks again for listening to the podcast every week. And we'll see you guys next week. See you.